0: What is the deal with watercolor paper? In this episode, I'm going to share with you everything you need to know to select the perfect watercolor paper for your paint project. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Christina Watts, paintmaker, shop owner, art instructor, and your creative guide. I've sold my art to collectors around the globe and run unique art exhibitions. Welcome to my podcast. In Painting Without Limits, we're going to get you painting, well, Without limits, enjoy amazing tips, inspirations, and funny stories about my journey from being an accountant to becoming a professional artist and entrepreneur. When I was first starting to learn how to watercolor paint, I had a list of supplies from my instructor and she had some recommended brands on there, but I just went to the art supply store and I looked at all the papers and I saw all kinds of pads of paper and they said watercolor paper on them. So I went and grabbed the cheapest watercolor paper that I could get because I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just learning, so I might as well just save my money and go this route. Um, I had picked a poor choice of a zero cotton percent paper to bring to my art class. And it wasn't until I started painting a stylized tree did I understand what the deal was with watercolor paper. We were all painting the same project and in mine, all of the colors were turning into mud before my eyes. I had wet my paper just as everyone else had done and I had placed the same colors into the spots I was supposed to, just like everybody else had done and I was using similar paints to the others. Some nice, decent uh, watercolor paints. And yet my painting was looking terrible. And this was because the paper wasn't absorbing and it wasn't letting the paints flow nicely on the top. The water and paint was just sitting on the top, not mixing together, and I had this horrible brown mess. Luckily, my art instructor saw my struggles and gave me one of her pieces of watercolor paper. It was a nice 100% Fabriano artistico paper. And, lo and behold, my stylized tree turned out perfectly after using that. It wasn't how I was painting at all. It had simply everything to do with my paper. And it was that day that I learned the real power of good watercolor paper. It means that you will have a more successful painting experience. And this is true for all of the sort of watercolor genres. Your your paper is super important, and then your paints, and of course, you want to have some decent brushes. Now, what kind of watercolor paper should you use? There are many different types of watercolor papers and they build them in a different way. So there's hot press, cold press, and rough press. Hot press is extremely smooth and really great for detail work and for realistic looking paintings. Its smooth surface is also great if you're looking to do pen work on top of your watercolors. Cold press paper, which is the most commonly used one, has a slight tooth to it but is designed for a very little bit of texture, and it has some great washes. The tiny ripples in the paper allow for water to pool and sink down, which will give you a wonderful granular effect, especially when you're working on natural objects. And then you have rough press paper, and just like its name states, it is a very ripply, rough surface, and it is even better for extreme temperatures. So now, what? When you know what kind of painting you want to do first, if you want to work smooth, if you want a slight tooth, or if you want to work with extremely rough, you have a good idea of the surface texture. My personal favorite is the cold press paper. I find that it just gives the right amount of control where I need it and just a tad bit of texture in my work. I also love the way the paints absorb into the little pockets on the paper. Next, they come in a variety of different weights. Typically, 90 pound, 140 pound and 300 pound and sometimes they come in 260 pound so when you're thinking about the weights um, the 90 pound is very close to say a cardstock weight of paper and uh, it's a good for things like swatching um, cards um, but it definitely buckles fast because it is the more lightweight of all of them 140 pound paper offers a great weight and you can get some scratching into it and lifting off to erase the paints on if you like. It does buckle and I do suggest using a masking tape to adhere it to a board or working small or just putting a border around your paper and stretching it out first. And then there's 260 to 300 pound watercolor paper. This will remind you of hard cardboard. It is very thick and it resists buckling. This is the kind of paper that you don't have to tape down at all. But it is a lot more expensive, so 90 pounds watercolour paper will be the cheapest, and then we move up to 140 and forty-pound paper and then 300 hundred-pound paper. Another critical thing to know about watercolour paper is what it is made out of. The best watercolour papers are made with 100% cotton, and every manufacturer presses them differently. Some kinds, like the studio grade ones, can even have a 25% cotton and they can be okay to learn with, like this Fabriano Studio Pads. But some watercolor papers don't have any cotton at all. They are more likely a blend of cellulose fibers, like wood fire fibers, or other components that create a more synthetic type of paper and resist your watercolors, paints from absorbing into it. Now I'll talk to you about the different types of my favorite brands and what their advantages and disadvantages are. First we'll begin with Arches Paper. This brand is, has reigned champion in the watercolor world for years. It is 100% cotton, 100% cotton paper and allows for super absorbency, a good dry time, and your paints will float and blend beautifully. Its only downfall is it's definitely one of the most expensive papers you'll buy. But it's so worth it. A 140 pound 22 by 30 inch sheet can cost about $14 to $15. I also really like the Stonehenge Aqua paper. I find that it retains wetness level like no other. Its dense structure is great for classes because the paper stays wet a little longer giving students more opportunity to work with it. It is definitely a softer watercolor paper, therefore, if you're masking or using tape on it, you really need to be careful not to rip it. So just delint your tape on your pants and then stick it on the paper. I also find that it likes to um, stay wet for too long sometimes. And then you have uh, problems when it comes to salting because the salt when you put on top of this paper just simply absorbs into it and it just doesn't dry fast enough for the salt to take effect. The price on this paper is actually really great in a mid-range and a 140 pound 22 by 30 inch sheet will be about nine bucks Canadian. Another great paper is the Fabriano Artistico. Now this is 100% cotton paper that has a really nice in-between level of a studio grade to artist grade and it has a fairly dry paper so it's it's right in between the stonehenge and the arches. And When you salt on this paper it will work and uh, it also allows your paints to float nicely over them and absorb into it. You'll find that this paper is great for doing tricks like salting and saran wrap. So the studio pads with 100 with the 25% cotton are pretty good for the student as well, and uh, the grades can run from 90 pound to 140, and they will last you a long time. Um, the studio grade paper can be about two bucks for a 22 by 30 sheet, and if you get the Artistico 140 pound paper, you're looking at about eight bucks for a sheet. Now the other thing that happens is we have watercolor paper in large sheets, we have them in pads, and we have them in these things called blocks. So blocks are when a watercolor paper is pretty much adhered to your pad on two ends, so you don't have to tape it down. This allows you to paint away and not worry about it buckling. And when you're finished with your painting, you can just simply take an X-Acto knife and peel off the double glued edges. And then continue on with your next one. So many people like the blocks because there's no taping or stretching involved, but it really depends on how, what size you're working on and um, how you like to operate with your watercolor paper. Another thing that they've come out with is black watercolor paper, and unlike white paper where you're building up your shadows and darks, on the black paper you are building up the light, and this requires definitely a premium pigment-loaded paint to get the best effect On black watercolor paper. Another factor that can impact what paper you choose is your environment. So for example if you are down on the coast where it is humid and you are having troubles with your paper drying quick enough for certain effects then you will want to choose a drier watercolor paper. So when you're in your art store and you're touching those papers you're gonna get a good feel for which ones are more dense and which ones are definitely more dry and choosing the driest kind of watercolor paper for your environment will be better. Alternately, if you are in a very dry environment, you might want to choose a denser watercolor paper like a Stonehenge. Just because you know it's going to dry so fast on you when you're home painting. And now that you know a lot more about watercolor paper, I definitely suggest that you jump straight to 100% cotton watercolor paper so that you have the best success painting. Thanks for listening, and if you'd like to find out more about us, check us out on ButterflyForestPaints.ca. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Have an artful day!